Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast, created weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United, along probably with quite a lot that you didn't. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Greetings. Welcome to the podcast. It's a bit of a confusing week this week because we're recording early this week because uh, people having time off over the couple of days before Christmas and what have you. So it's we're, Christmas. Uh, so we don't have the benefit of Gary Johnson's press conference this week. No, we're a day early. We're a day early, yeah. so we're recording in the paint and studio with, um, with tea and biscuits, as, as was the old way we used to do these things. Um, and for the same reason, if you're a follower of the live match blog from Home Games, there won't be one on Saturday for the FA Trophy game against Aldershot. Um, you'll have to hang on until the end of the game and read Dave's wise words after that. Um, so, yeah, slightly uh, slightly confusing what will happen this week. We'll, we've got a few things to talk about, got a few questions to ask. Uh, we have got a chat with Chris Todd coming up in the podcast this week. We sat down and asked Chris about um, about the prospects for some of the youngsters at Plainmore and South Devon College. Does, does he lead a busy life or not? He certainly <laughs> does. Yeah, we, we just caught him before he was heading off to uh, to a child's nativity yeah. play, and then we? he had to come back. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he lives in Columpton, so he had to nip off to his child's nativity in the afternoon, and then get back for training in the evening at Paynton somewhere. I think, exactly. And uh, so, yeah, so that'll come a little bit later in the podcast. Um, but first of all. In the podcast that doesn't go and hide in a fridge when there are awkward questions to be asked. Um, Talking on a run of um, six defeats at the moment, there are, there are other clubs in the country, I'm being devil's advocate here, there are other clubs in the country where a manager might be looking over his shoulder after six defeats. There have been regimes at Plainmore that would have had managers looking over their shoulder after six defeats. But Gary Johnson isn't, and it, and everybody is is... is is kind of behind Gary and behind Gary to be the man to turn this around. Well, why do you think that is? Loads of very good reasons. Yeah. Um, uh, whether he's the best manager that Talk United have had for a very long time is obviously up for debate, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure I know which side the debate would probably come down on. Um, I think people uh, can and have appreciated the circumstances that this has happened yeah and obviously we're talking that you know you don't want to keep pulling out the old injury excuse but these aren't a handful of injuries as we speak as far as i know there are still seven senior players injured really a couple of them who were back last weekend and have now dropped again dropped out again asa hall and and connor lemon hay evans um uh, this is a man who's second only to Neil Warnock in domestic promotions won during the course of yeah. uh, his career. Uh, I'm sure he's been in this situation before. In fact, he tells us he has. Yeah. Um, and this is a, a, a club and a team that has come up last season. Uh, okay, the, 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 the cynics can say, well, of course they should have won that division. They were full-time and nobody else was, etc., 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 but it happened from a position of pretty it, low ebb in yeah, the club's the, history. The morale in fact, was in fact, low. The, the lowest ebb in terrible. Yeah, yeah, the lowest ebb in the, the football club's history. Pretty grim as well. There you go. So uh, all of that. Yeah. Um, and 
I think as well that, that, let's face it, five weeks ago, United were fourth in the National yeah. League and two points off the leadership yeah. after seven wins in eight games in all competitions, six out of seven in the league, in which they'd scored 22 goals yeah. after the 4-2 win at Halifax. The Halifax manager described Torquay as the best team he'd seen this season, etc., etc., yeah. which only goes to show that five a month to five weeks is a long it's time a in long football. Time. Yeah. And um, uh, it's... It's been accompanied by if if United had lost three, four players, yeah, you know, um, uh, with a couple of youngsters thrown in, and they're quite young anyway, and we'll touch on that in, in a minute in relation to Mr. Stead from Harrogate, yeah. Um, but uh, we are talking about a whole tranche of senior, influential senior players, and I think you know the Liam Davises, Amani Littles, yeah. Asa Halls. Frank, uh, Frankie Vincent. Uh, uh, now, some of them are older, some of them are younger, but mm -hmm. these are all players who have been hugely influential in United's play this season. I think uh, they're out and have yeah. been out. Yeah. The second thing is that United, and, and we've seen some terrific football last season and this season, mm. United play a game, a very untypical National League game. Most National League clubs and we'll come on to Mr. Stead again in a minute, play, <laughs> yeah. and United did, yeah. and we've, we've, we've touched on this in the past, haven't we, play with a pretty big man up front, or yeah. try to anyway. They don't muck about in midfield too much. The, 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 the full-backs and very often the centre-backs get the ball mm -hmm. up front pretty quickly, and it's a perfectly sensible and okay way to play football. Yeah. If there was only one way to play, everybody would have been doing it since 1888. United don't play that way. They play through midfield, they yeah. pass the ball, or they certainly try to. And it is five weeks ago, United were the best team, the best looking team in the National League in terms of entertainment value, the highest scoring team in yeah, the National that, League. That was in the fact, week that we were only outscored by Peterborough. By Peterborough the United, country, the only team in the, yeah, whole, in, the, yeah. in the top five divisions of English football who scored yeah. more goals than them. And some of the goals have been. You look at the bloke next to you with your mouth open and said, "If we just seen, you know, etc., etc., etc." That's the point. That that that's the the, the way that the that the Gary Johnson style, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Now he's was producing it. Now, in other words, that's Plan A. United, and we'll obviously touch on the Manny Duku factor in a minute. Yeah. Gary Johnson deliberately got Manny Duku in at the, in the summer from from Cheltenham to provide an alternative. Yeah. Or a complement to that style so that if all of a sudden they were coming up against teams that that didn't allow them or or it wasn't working with the shorter passing game. Yeah. Then you've got a big man up front, not just a big lump, but somebody who can run who can hit the yeah. channels, who can pull you up the pitch with one ball, as opposed to bump, 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 three or four through the thing, which has been very entertaining. Yeah. That hasn't worked. For one reason or another, Manny Duku hasn't been able to live up to... It's a shame, to, isn't it? It's it is a, shame a great for shame. Because, I mean, this is since the podcast last week. He's gone home to Holland, to well, the Netherlands. Well, actually, half his family lives in the East Midlands. So, okay. so, so it wouldn't be a huge shock if he signs for somebody else in this country in mm. the fairly near future yeah but um, uh, he, he's 
it's it's just been one of those things, you know, that some things just click and work, don't they? And Gary Johnson was touching on it in you know, a quite long chat we had, is, is that in every club, in every signing, you probably have a certain amount of time with the supporters yeah. to get a tick or a yeah. cross. For the fans, sometimes it happens in the first 10 minutes of a match. Yeah. Yeah. The player will do something, will make a tackle, yeah. will fly into something, you know, yeah. right in front of the pop side. They'll all go, he'll do. Yeah, we've and seen it happen, haven't we? We've seen yeah. it happen. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, Manny Duku, injury mm -hmm. affected his start. He couldn't quite get going. Um, we, see, we saw glimpses of it. Yeah, people yes, in pre-season yeah. there were glimpses of it, and, and in odd games people have seen glimpses of it, and but it just hasn't quite happened for him. In the meantime, the team started clicking, the team started winning games, the team started scoring goals without him. Yeah, he's trying to get it fit and force his way in, which was pretty difficult in the first place. Then off the field, uh, his wife gave birth to their baby son. Happy days, but it was a difficult, difficult mm. birth. Yeah. And she was not very well. Problems over that. We all know, all of us who have had yeah. children can know how worrying that is. And uh, he, he needed and was given a bit of time off to sort of deal with that situation. And it's just been one of those stop-start things that ended up yeah. just not working. And as Gary said to me, you know, he just sort of said, look, sometimes in those situations, the only way you're ever going to turn it around is by scoring a hat-trick in a game one day. Yeah, yeah. Well, that hasn't, that, that no. hasn't happened. No. Um, and I think it just got to the point where there's a number of big decisions need to be taken up. Obviously, he was one of the senior signings of the summer. Yeah. And, but tactically... It's meant that United haven't had that obvious plan B to fall back on. No. And factor in the injuries and the influential players, that terrific little triangle that United had down the left-hand side, Davis, Vincent, Andrews, yeah. that used to keep the ball yeah. and, open, and open up chances... You know, all three of them were taken out at once. Simultaneously, pretty it, much. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's where it's ended up. United have, have dried up in front of goal. Yeah. And of course, it's much harder to stop them at the other end. And United are in a little patch at the moment. Obviously, it went badly wrong against Stockport at home. It did. Again, yeah. with a bit of a makeshift yeah. side. Even last Saturday at Harrogate, they'd worked all week on Asa Hall, who had had his. 54 minutes odd or something was against Stockport. Yeah, yeah. He was going to start playing front of the back four specifically to help stop Harrogate get the ball into Johnstead. Yeah. He trained on the Friday, felt his calf a little bit, but said, well, okay, hang on, it, it might settle down again. On Saturday morning, he has to drop out yeah. straight away. <laughs> Not only the personnel, mm. but the system has uh, yeah. uh, changes. Um, uh, and you then factor in, obviously, the five loans rule. You can, you're only allowed to yeah. play five loan players on any particular day, etc., etc., etc. And then, right at the last ten minutes of the game, I look across the pitch and Con Connor Lemon Evans is limping. He's now out. Not what you want to see, is exactly. It? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's been. And he's, one, he's out for a bit now. It, yeah. yeah, we're not quite sure how long, yeah. but, but, but by the way, it's not the ankle he was out with for three months, it's okay. the other one. Right. Um, yeah. So all of these things, you know, factor in. I know it sounds like a, an old record of excuses going around, but they are facts. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they're not. Uh, and it's difficult. And at a National League club in this part of the world, you cannot snap your fingers. 
yeah. and go out and get an experienced player who's able to move and join you. I won't, in fact, if you join talking, they do have to move. Yeah. At other clubs, players don't have to move. And, and, or, or. You, so you've got this old thing of players not... It's a big commitment to come and Correct. play talking. So if you're going to go out and get, get... I think everybody knows, and Gary Johnson knows, and Pete Johnson knows, these people have been at it for yeah. decades. Yeah. They, 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 they see all these things. I'm, I'm always fascinated, and I have been over the years by managers at, at Torquay yeah. and when I was away working in London I covered Palace for quite a long time when people like Bert Head was, was manager mm-hmm. there and it used to fascinate me that all the stuff that we used to think of or dream up or fans sort of thought oh about individuals and about the team they'd all thought about it about a month before <laughs> yeah. they yeah. see yeah. they see these things yeah. far earlier now whether they're able to snap their fingers and do something about it is entirely another matter but we have we and 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 it isn't, and that's part of the reason why United have gone down and had to go down the loan route, yeah. as opposed to just being able to get in two or three really experienced players who Gary Johnson would love to have. Yeah, um, you know they are families, kids at school. Yeah, yeah. You know, etc., etc., etc. And uh, it, it's it's not as simple, you know, as we would all like it to be. And this is not the worst run in the club's history, no, is no. it? Is it by no. far? I mean, this piece in the Herald Express that you've done that um, points out some of those terrible runs, and you yeah. remember them when you think back, don't you? Yeah. But Gary's spoken today in a piece that we've just put up online about tough decisions needing to be made. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wonder. What I don't think. Tough... It, I don't think he's absolutely desperate to make all these things. I mean, I think at the moment, obviously, he's. Yeah. he's this is a man who, 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 in his own mind, wanted to try and take Torquay from the National League South into the Football League in two years. Yeah. In other words, he wasn't coming into this division, and neither was the the, own, the club ownership to hang around in mid mm. mid table. And, and get the cigars out but, for a year. We are, they, still, they, we are still 11th. Well, there you regardless. go. Yeah, uh, all right. We've slipped off the pace, yeah. and, and that, that goes without saying. The results are there, yeah. and, and you know it's been very frustrating. And, and hats off, by the way. And Gary did as well. He made a point of, of saying you know, that when you've got the best part of 300 supporters behind you yeah. at, yeah. at, um, at Harrogate, um, uh, you are desperate to do the job for them. And I know having spoken to one or two of them, how yeah. also desperately disappointed the players were in the dressing room afterwards. Yeah. Sometimes when you're away from home, or even at home, last the Saturday before last, home to Stockport, 5-1 home defeat. Mm. And ha- half the fans have left by the end of the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the final whistle. And I see some messages on things saying, well, why didn't all the players come over and, 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 yeah. you know, and, and applaud us? Well... And why didn't Gary Johnson come over and et cetera, et cetera? They're more, they're more disappointed than anybody. Yeah. As long yeah. as they turn around and acknowledge the fans, mm. you know, some, I, I'd rather have them, you know, the very briefest of wave to the supporters into the dressing room and start kicking the walls. Yeah, no, I think you're right. That, I think that's you're right. what that's yeah. what disappointment yeah. and anger and frustration is. This isn't know. showbiz after all. It is, is it? not. This is a football no, match. it's a football yeah. match, yeah. and 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 emotions are quite high. Yeah. And and you know, I remember Martin Ling always used to say. Some fans used to say, "Oh, he never shows much passion, does he?" And and, and he just, you know, there he be. And he always said, he said, "Look." I want my team to be passionate out on the pitch. Yeah. He said, the only passion my, my I have to worry about is with my wife, you know, <laughs> etc. In other words, yeah. look, 
out on the pitch is what counts. Yeah. And yeah. and there's nobody more disappointed. I mean, I know it sounds like a manager talking because you've heard them say it, mm. but there's nobody more disappointed. They're, well, they're equally disappointed. The fans mm. have turned up and paid their money. In ter- last Saturday, three hundred of them. Yeah, it's quite a long way to Harrogate. Certainly um, is. Yeah, especially when nearly every motorway is shut on the way home. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, but in a way, you know, what do you, do you want? All the fact that the players. Okay, it would be very nice to have a nice little group of supporters uh, of of players going over and collectively applauding the fans. I think the fans know that the players appreciate them anyway. Yeah. It's not the players. Just just because. The players don't have a prolonged round of applause to the to, to what remains of the supporters yeah. at the final whistle. It doesn't mean that they don't not appreciate. And of course they of course they do. And particularly this bunch of players, the vast majority of this squad have been at the club, have been at Playmore for two years or yeah. more. You know, half of them know the fans individually. <laughs> of course they're disappointed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so there you go. But anyway, and, and the uh, the board, the the owners of the club as well. I mean. We said before we turned the microphones on that, that this is not a club that, that jumps into Telling me. making changes no, when well, this changes regime, aren't needed. This regime yeah. certainly isn't, yeah. and neither was the previous one, no. <laughs> partly because obviously they had very little money anyway, but, mm. but this regime, you know, Clark Osborne and George Edwards, uh, if you think about it, um, you know, they did not sack Kevin Nicholson no. um, uh, when a lot of people, including Nicholson, thought he was going to get the sack. They stuck with him. They didn't sack Gary Hours after he'd taken United down to the lowest point of their history no. when a lot of people thought he was going to. And Gary Hours almost <laughs> certainly thought he was going to. So, you know, th- these are in terms of employment, <clears throat> you know, these are people who are pretty... Yeah, loyal in that respect, uh, and I, I've absolutely well. I know for a fact they they not even no. starting no. to think about making a change. No. And why would you? This is no. this is this is a man who has helped big time. In fact, he's been the biggest single factor on top of all the hard work that's gone on behind the scenes with the infrastructure of the club. Yeah, in turning Torquay from a basket case into an upwardly mobile. Yeah, you know hopefully reasonably progressive football club at long last well he can he can carry on he, he can. for for a considerable period of time thank you very much so the message is keep the faith yeah we know this run's going to come to an end all of these runs come to an end and i think what what, what it would be very easy really wouldn't them to sort of mentally or or kind of like without saying anything publicly well okay we'll 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 batten it down. We'll make sure we don't slip into relegation trouble and we'll just hang around to have a yeah. season in the middle of the table. Now, we don't know how the rest of the season will work out anyway. Mm. But actually, Gary Johnson is now trying to tackle a mid-season a slump. reshuffle, yeah. oh, a slump yeah, and yeah, reshuffle, yeah. To, to not to do that, yeah. to try and get United back into playoff contention, although they've, with a couple of wins they probably would be anyway, yeah. um, uh, and uh, you know deal with the problem and keep United moving upwards. So it's going to be very interesting. Manny Duku's gone. Yeah. Um, uh, from what Gary Johnson says, all the hints are that he won't be. He might not be the first. Mm. Um, uh, and we'll see. And I think, obviously, they were hoping, hoping, thinking that they would actually tackle the bulk of this in January. Yeah. From what Gary was saying this week and over the last few days, they're seriously thinking about bringing this forward. Yeah. Of course, the reason why they were thinking of leaving it until January, um, and they may well do most of it in January, is because that's when the vast majority of 
um, EFL clubs, I mean, obviously the window doesn't window specifically yeah. apply to the National League in terms of loans. But if you're picking um, up players from League Two or League and One... And on permanent transfers, yeah. that's when they become available. Yeah. Um, I know they're now, at the moment, working on quite a few investigations of players who may well be released by mm -hmm. EFL clubs in January. They're now trying to sort of research those, yeah. and they have been for some time, by the way, to try and get them freed up. In other yeah. words, um, once they decide that they want somebody, those players go back to their own clubs and says, look, I think I might have a move. If I'm not part of your plans, will you give me a free transfer now? The, pro the clubs probably go, yeah, okay, fine, yeah, and away you go. But that often involves contracts at those clubs, mm -hmm. what are the settlement fee, all the kind of stuff that's, that goes it's not on. Easy, is it? No, no. And, and all of that money, and of course, whatever settlement United have reached with Manny Duku yeah. last, last week, is effectively dead money as far as mm. Torquay are concerned. You're actually paying somebody, and quite right too, because you've had a contract with them, to leave. You're not paying them to do anything for you or score any goals or play any games. So from the hierarchy's point of view, it's all that can be quite painful. Yeah. Yeah. So before we leave the Harrogate game and have a chat with Chris Todd, you had some interesting stats on Mr. Stead. Well, I doubted myself at the last minute and I should have just stuck with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Stead, as far as I know, he's played 662 senior games in his career. He's 36 years old, exactly. It's a lot of games and scored 159 goals. And we, uh, we on this podcast love a Premier League player who continues playing and gives the Hallelujah. benefit of his experience Quite right to clubs further down the ladder. Absolutely. Don't and it doesn't been, happen often No, there haven't very many, have they? No, they haven't. Um, who, who, who turned up last season? Um, was it the season before with um, was it Concord Rangers or something? It was the old Liverpool fullback. Yeah, um, you know, it's completely gone uh, out of my Koncheski, head. Paul Koncheski, Paul Koncheski, people like that. And who was the ex Norwich player who turned up playing for somebody and couldn't remember the names of half of his teammates? He went, oh come on. Anyway, uh, we'll move yeah, on. It'll it come will. to you. Stop thinking about it. it. Will. Yeah, and and. You know, John Stead, yeah. all those years, all those clubs, uh, you know, Pre Premier League striker. Yeah, yeah. and um, a good one. And, and, yeah. and, and a yeah. real good old-fashioned target man. The game used to be littered with them, and it isn't so much yeah. now, because whether people don't want to get hurt quite quite as much as they used to or not, I don't know. But um, there he is. And I, 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 I kind of worked out, and I'm sure now in the cold light day it is true, that he's played more than twice as many games yeah. and scored more than twice as many goals as the entire current United first team put together. That's the level of experience and know-how. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's right. I apologise if, 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 in fact, on a totting up, it might be slightly wrong. He's certainly more than, whether yeah. it's twice as more than. And so he goes onto the pitch on Saturday. Well, look at what happened at Plainmore. He, he was a pain in the neck at Plainmore. Mm. Yeah. In, a, in, a in a very good, good way, sense. in a, fo a footballing sense. Scored two at Plainmore. Yeah. And then got sent then off. Then the referee lent us a hand up there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got yeah. sent off for a hand, second booking, a handball, yeah. which... It was, it was a shrug of the shoulders, it wasn't was it? It was a debatable yeah, one, but, but there you go. And United end up winning 4-2. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, Robbie Cundy and um, Kyle Cameron, two young centre-backs, mm -hmm. will hopefully look back in years to come. I'm sure they are, because they're both made of the right stuff and they're hard-working, conscientious yeah. players. And think, I might have learned a few things last Saturday that yeah. many a training session wouldn't have, wouldn't, wouldn't have given me. Um, he was he, obviously... 
John Stead has never been able to run very quick, and 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 whatever pace he never had, he's lost now. He's, yeah. he's, he's lost now. He didn't need it. He doesn't need it. He is so clever at pulling away from his marker, judging the flight of the ball, and ending up winning a header apparently unopposed. Yeah. Because his physical strength is good. He can nudge a marker off him. He can get half a yard or a mm-hmm. yard, and his timing in the air is terrific. And he gave United a a, 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 a rough old afternoon yeah. at, at Harrogate, and he scored their second goal. Um, and it was just a, a typical example of a very experienced mm. player who would he be able to take Harrogate up and into the football league if they go up? Yes, he probably yeah. could help still, yeah. just as Matt Reed did with Lincoln when when they went up into the football league. I mean, Matt Reed had always been a like a uh, uh, playing for Eastwood Town for most of yeah, his career, yeah. then goes to Mansfield, helps them to get up in the league, goes to Lincoln, helps them to get up from the National League, and everybody in their own mind thought, well, yeah, but he's a National League striker, he can't do it in the league because he can't put one leg in front of another. Pardon? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> An FA Cup quarter-final, yeah. and, 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 and it's just that know-how and cleverness and they are very few and far between these days. And of course, John Stead signed for Harrogate. I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty well. I know he lives. He comes from Huddersfield, so I'm sure he's, he certainly still lives there, uh, or in Yorkshire. It's only another twenty minutes in the car to go to Harrogate. Yeah, it's now, a bit... see that proves the point you were making and just now, isn't it? That's right about the difficulty of getting players to yeah. commit to coming and, all the way and, down here. But, but you know, United have wanted to go for younger, more yeah. progressive, with all due respect to Stead players who have a future and can continue developing yeah. and improving etc 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 now I'm sure at the moment that Gary Johnson is having a bit of a, a look around to see if he can get a bit more experience into the squad yeah um, and it'll be very interesting these next few weeks to see how that how that goes well we like John Stead and we're glad to have seen the back of him for another season aren't we well he's he's good value for them he is okay Bit of a break in the podcast now. Let's um, let's go and have a chat. We uh, recorded a little chat with Chris Todd the other day, so let's uh, let's go off and see what Toddy's got to say. United's under eighteen coach. Uh, well, that's just one of the hats, yeah. many hats that he's wearing. So we're joined by by Chris Todd here up at the uh, the South Devon, magnificent South Devon College training facilities. Chris, tell us a little bit about the, the role that you have now with the English Colleges FA, which has has come up quite recently. Yeah, so I'm um, well, a couple of months back. I had a phone call from um, the manager, uh, who's currently manager of the England colleges. Um, I've met him over the years, sort of cross paths in football as you do. Um, and he gave me a call and said, "Would I be interested in getting involved uh, with, with that setup?" And um, yeah, I, I jumped at the opportunity. Obviously, yeah, um, you know, obviously accolade to, to be able to do something like that in national level. Um, and it's kind of uh, sort of. A, an honour for the for the the college itself to have somebody involved in it, and this is all part of the link up between Torquay United and South Devon College, which is pretty strong at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely, it's um it's getting stronger. Um, as as everyone probably is aware, there's Louis Slough, uh, obviously t- got a contract with with Torquay, which which is positive, um, and as a professional now, and and we also have a lot of um our first years and second years training with. The first team on a regular basis so um, we're very fortunate to have that link um, it's a strong link it's a strong partnership and um, it's, it's growing all the time 
And some of the young lads are, are, are going with you, aren't they? They're playing. They're in the squad in the in the England squad. Yeah, so two from the under 18s uh, Torquay um, are both, and obviously Prodrite Academy are both in, in the squad, um, which is very pleasing. Um, sadly, JJ um, Evans picked up a knock, um, so we're hoping he will be back in time to feature in some of the yeah. games because we have a lot of fixtures within that. Um, so yeah, so and obviously uh, Owen Price was developed massively over the last year and. Um, he's been involved with the first team at times as well, which is which is positive as well. So, uh, for a club the size of Torquay, I mean, I know we we've always said, and we would always say that Torquay punches above its weight. But this is a good a good setup for a club the size of Torquay, isn't it? It's incredible. Um, it's an incredible setup. I think it, it's the it's the next best thing without having a proper academy. Mm. Um, I do believe that uh, football clubs, league clubs, will will eventually dip into college football. Um, in my opinion, because the funding for academies is, is very difficult. Um, but if you can link the two together, it's something that actually works. You know, I think it's it's a benefit to both the college and both the football club itself to developing players, basically. And you're using facilities not just up here at the training pitch, but there are facilities you can use down at the college, which is a couple of hundred yards away anyway, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's great. You know, they, they get to use, obviously, this amazing facility, which is the 3G Centre. Um, and then obviously over at South Devon College, you know, we we pride ourselves on on an amazing establishment and, and it is that um, and we just had a new high-tech centre built which was I think it was £9 million you know? so there's lots of progress always happening with the college and you know it, that can only be beneficial for Torquay as well you know within yeah. that do, do you uh, are you finding that you're having to you've got the college you've got your curtains with United and now with the, it's quite a lot to, of hats to wear isn't it how, how, are you stretching yourself okay <laughs> um, yeah I would say I'm stretching myself definitely I think I'm very much football orientated as you probably are aware you know I, I, I love the game um, I eat sleep you know I do the, the old saying you know I, I really do that and um, my wife is very supportive within it obviously I have three kids so um, <laughs> she's amazing um, but she knows that's my love and, and that's what makes me tick. So, what does the college, the English colleges post? What mm. does that involve in, in from a practical point of view? How much time do you have to give to that, and how many games do they have? That sort yeah, of thing? so roughly, anyway. yeah, roughly. So, it's not as much as you would think. Um, there, there are games, so we have um, we're playing against Wales. Um, funnily, funnily enough, um, we're playing against Australia. Divided loyalty. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to be English. Not that, not. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, so we play in Australia at home. They're both home games. Um, then we've got a camp, um, an international camp at St George's Park, which is next week, which is really exciting. Um, and then we're off to Rome for a week tournament, um, which they always enter. Um, we play the likes of Romania and all different countries and actually some professional clubs as well like Lazio and, and teams like that so yeah it, that, that kind of puts it in a nutshell and, and, it, and it's you know it's really really yeah, positive great experience for the lads as well then playing against teams like that in places like that yeah it, it's incredible I think uh, I, when I obviously got involved in I got to meet different people from within uh, the college who have been working in the national team for a long time I think the stats are they always 
they always end up having one, at least one player from each squad that always becomes either pro or semi-pro and does really yeah. well for himself. So it's a great start, you know, to, to have that. And the opportunities there for those lads to be on show and get to wear the England shirt and get a cap, you know, that that's dream stuff for, for some of those kids, definitely. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Back into the studio now, and Grant Holt was the name we couldn't think of. I told you you'd get it if you stopped thinking about it. <laughs> you got it, to be fair. I'd love to claim credit for it. All I had to say was ex-Norwich striker, came down, couldn't remember his teammates. And Dave, you got there in the end. Grant Holt, who um, endeared himself to the pop side by... Made for Barrow, I think yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, and he'd been there for such a short period of time that he didn't know the names of half of his teammates. But <laughs> Shouting out their numbers rather than... Uh... But fair play, playing yeah. down in the lower leagues. Absolutely. We like that. Yep. Now, we decided that we were going to do a bit of a feature on the podcast about player, where are they now players. And there are a couple as often who, as we could. A couple who've popped up this week on social media and by email. Um, the first of them... Very interesting uh, piece from the Talky Fan Stats website and Twitter feed, which is always good value. If you're not following that on Twitter, you really should be. Um, and it's about a player by the name of Greg Downs, who has the, a, an almost unbroken record uh, for Torquay. He has a one-in-one goal-scoring record. There's only one player who's scored more goals for Torquay than he's played games. And that's our, our, one of our current favourites, Kiefer Moore, who yeah. scored five in four games during that loan. loan. The only other player whose uh, numbers are in the positive, one goal in one game for Greg Downs. Well, Greg Downs was a, a young left-back. Mm -hmm. He started, oh, um, not quite sure where he started. But anyway, we got him on loan from Norwich. See, he played um, 169 games for Norwich. Did do in the end, yeah. And came to no before he came to. I said, was it? Before uh, no, no, after, no, after, after that. Yeah, yeah, after, yeah. Okay. Um, as a young left winger, yeah. midfielder, um, he ended up playing most of his career at left back for Norwich and various other clubs. Yeah. Um, but he came down 1977, I think it was. Mike Green was player manager at the time. Yeah. Um, played one game. It was on the 10th of December 1977, which is why Talkie Fan Stats highlighted it. 3-0 uh, win over Rochdale. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, I'm not quite, I think he got injured. My recollection yeah. is that he got injured, um, either in training or after that match, because he only ever played one, that one game. 3-0 yeah. home win over Rochdale. Willie Brown must have scored, surely. I'd, I'd be amazed if he did. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure, he, pretty sure he did. The other one, oh dear, without looking it up, well, it was Cooper Lawrence time, wasn't it? Something like that. So we'll, we'll, I'll hold my hand up and say, without, without looking into the record books, I can't quite remember who got the other one. I've got a strange feeling that somebody mentioned to me that it was Peter Coffle. Oh wow! Coffle. Yes, he Might was. He was here one. then. Yeah, he was but here then. Yeah, it's, yeah, see. the great Peter Coffle, who, who, happily turned up and um, wild horses wouldn't have kept him away from uh, Ian Twitch in his great friend's funeral um, uh, what, a couple of years ago. The extraordinary career that Greg Downs had though because just this, this uh, no great research here just looking online he went and played for the Connecticut Bicentennials oh, did he? Right. in the States and that was one of these franchise outfits. Yeah. They went on to become the Oakland Stompers then they went on to become but, the Edmonton... Isn't that one side of the country to the, to, to the other? Well, it gets better. They went on to become the Edmonton Drillers. Oh, they've left the, moved so they countries. Moved countries wow. uh, yeah. before they became defunct. 
Greg Daniels escaped from there, uh, played 146 games for Coventry, got himself a cup winner's medal oh, in the FA in, Cup final. In Coventry's great win over Spurs. Yeah. The 3-2. Yeah, one of the greatest cup finals ever. Keith Houchins diving header. Yeah, what a great cup final. Yeah. Unless you're a Spurs fan, yeah, in which course. case you're excused boots, <laughs> but we love yeah. that cup final. Uh, played a handful of games for Birmingham and then played a load of games for Hereford. Yes, I do remember him career. going there. Yeah, yeah, a nice lad, fair haired, and played, yeah. ended up playing most of his games at left back. And of course, he was only five foot eight, nine, something like that. So he was a, a proper footballing, attacking fullback, and and great value for Norwich and, and Coventry over the years. And I, I'm just a bit mystified as to why he only played one game for us. And yeah. The only thing I can come up with it was December, early mid December. Yeah. Um, I can only think that maybe he got injured and that was the end of the, you know, by the time he was fit, his month was up and, and yeah. uh, or he'd gone back for treatment anyway. But a couple of years before then, I don't know why, if there was any particular connection or if it was just a coincidence, United also loaned Duncan Forbes. Yes. Um, yeah. A couple of years before yeah. that uh, from Norwich. How Duncan, quite a player as how well, Duncan, he? well, he died recently, yeah. uh, a huge figure in Norwich City's history. Yeah. Um, one of the original craggy Iron Men captains. How he had lost his place in the Norwich team, I do not know, but he had, and he came down to Torquay on mm. loan. And I, I remember being at Plainmore the, the sort of either the first day or the second day he arrived, and seeing him walk into the, into the dressing room and realizing, oh my goodness, we've got a serious unit yeah. here. <laughs> uh, he he kind of like had a way of looking at you yeah. almost as if you were. Uh, something to be dredged off the ball until you proved otherwise, and then he w and then he was great with you. Um, but uh, he helped United out big time during a loan spell here. Went back to Norwich, got his place back, and two hundred and something four yeah. no many more games than that later. He he's part of the of, of a legendary figure. Yeah. There were there were there were much much sadness in around the city when he died recently. Was it was he introduced to the press like Bill Shankly allegedly introduced Ron Yates when they made him made the reporters walk round? <laughs> it was he wasn't as tall as Yates, but he was he was just he was a uh, he. I'm I'm thinking Guy Branston, yeah. those sort of characters, you know that 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 uh, uh, you know you didn't you you trod carefully yeah. when you approached them um, because you know their job. Was basically seek out and destroy, <laughs> uh, and, and reporters were not immune. And, from and, that, re yeah. and the reporters weren't immune from from <laughs> from, uh, from a, a bit of you know, you know what in the hell was that in the paper last yeah. night? You know, etc. Yeah. etc. Et so that, but my goodness, at three o'clock on a Saturday, yeah, you know, the opposition centre forward was in for a long hard afternoon, and um, uh, uh, yeah. So whether there was a connection, I can't remember who it would have been through particularly, but. Greg Downs Ken is Graham, like John Bond well, in those days. absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. it could have been. Yeah, that's a good shout. It might well have been that that, that way. Um, but yeah, Greg Downs, one game, one goal. And according to Wikipedia, which knows all things, he went on to become a policeman well, after he finished his. <laughs> there um, you are. You'd career. never have had him down for that life when he was. <laughs> he he was a sort of an ult, He was the an ultimate little bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, friendly little yeah. winger. Poacher turned gamekeeper. It just in, yeah. it just goes yeah. to show. But then you know how on earth did Keith Curl, as a jinking right winger, end up play centre half for England? So uh, yeah, um, you never can tell. And the other one on the where are they now, which uh, we're grateful to Julian for. He spotted that uh, the captain for Walton Casuals. Oh, get it! In their game at Truro in the Southern League Premier Division last weekend, he, he captained the team. He scored in a five-one defeat. 
uh, and he was booked, uh, was <laughs> Rene Howe. Well, get in. <laughs> Rene Howe. There's a yeah. picture of him at the slight giveaway at the top of this column. There's a picture of him at the top of the column today. 81 games for Torquay, 28 goals. That wasn't a bad return, well, was it? What a, what a extraordinary little time that was, wasn't it? When, mm. when Martin Ling first took over in um, 2011, <clears throat> Paul, Paul Buckle had departed for Bristol Rovers. Yeah. And we played a pre-season game at Tiverton, which United is a time-honoured... You always play a pre-season game And quite game right, too, yeah. at Tiverton Town. Martin Ling said, oh, uh, I've got a player coming this evening he's going to watch. You might recognise him. And he wouldn't tell me who it was. And I looked down the little stand at so-and-so, and there was this big, burly character. I didn't recognise mm. him to start with. Rene Howe, who had had a pretty chequered history of he was at clubs. He was at Peterborough, yeah. all yeah. sorts. You know, when I say chequered, it, was, it, 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 it hadn't, had been, it hadn't been unbroken no. success, put it like that. He'd had an awful lot of loans. But everybody kept saying, this guy can play. Yeah. Well, yes, he could, if United could get some weight off him. Yeah. Uh, and over the course of the next six to eight weeks, Damien Davy, the United physio, and Howe worked and worked and worked and worked. And, of course, once they'd got him up and running... He was brilliant What, what, times, a, what a target yeah. man he was. I mean, he actually... I, I've never known a player who preferred playing on his own up front to having somebody alongside him. It just, it just you know, it was, it was give me more room, give me more room. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. was quite happy to hold off not one centre-half, but two centre-halves. More than happy to do it. Yeah. Fantastic touch, great awareness. Um... Uh, not the greatest in the air for a, for a big man. Um, would prefer not to run 100 yards if he could absolutely yeah. help it. Um, but what great value. And in a team that passed the ball, we're talking Unan O'Kane, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, that side. Uh, Billy Bowden came in on loan. Um, Kevin Nicholson at left back. Mance uh, was in that team. Danny well, Stevens, yeah, Lee Mansell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, and we used to play out from the <clears throat> through midfield. Yeah. And into his feet or his chest, yeah. well, <laughs> the ball wasn't going anywhere when you went up to Rene Howe, was it? Apart from sticking to him. Yeah. And, um, and he made a lot of sense in that team and helped to oil the wheels. And of yeah. course, United very nearly won promotion, got to the playoffs and lost there, sadly. But um, two, yeah, two, Rene Howe. Two particular memories of Rene Howe. The substitution, remember when players had to go off at the dugout, talking oh. were desperately trying to run the clock down against somebody or other. And he saw them coming to the touchline with the board with the number nine on it. So he made his way very sedately all the way over to the pop side so that he could have wow, the furthest yeah. possible time-eating <laughs> departure from the field. That's a good memory of yours. I, I don't remember that, yeah. And yeah. the other one was the, the Argyle game at Plainmore when Torquay absolutely dominated Argyle. If I remember rightly, we were still in the press area behind the goal then, weren't we? Weren't we up in that little bench in the corner? Or was I in we the... We might have done... I don't know. Possibly. There was yeah, a because point... the British House bench was being built, being it was. built then. Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a point when he went up for a challenge with Benny Lariu, the um, Argyle keeper, and he clattered him so hard. Not Benny Larrier, he played up front for us. Oh, um, um, Romain Larrier. Romain Larrier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he clattered him so hard that I thought, this is a red card. He's going off here because, you know, he thundered into the keeper. Uh, and the referee just waved play on. You know, this was Rennie, this is the way he plays. 
if a goalkeeper's going to go up for a challenge with him, he's got to expect his teeth to rattle a little bit. There you go. Um, and that was we didn't the... do the double over Argyle that season, did we? I think we I think did. We did. <laughs> just just for the benefit of any Argyle fans listening, and you know, Kane scored oh, a goal that day. That two, was just two brilliant goals, and Danny Stevens the third off and, the Richter scale, three, three one at home, two one away. Thank you very much. Marvelous. We could uh, marvelous. I turned into Ron Manager there <laughs> at a stroke. Let's look ahead briefly then to Aldershot on FA Saturday. Trophy. FA Trophy. We've been to the final. We've been to Wembley in the FA Trophy. Yeah, it's a, a competition worth being in. Well, it's. I'm always one of. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry to be in the sort of camp which let's get through a couple of rounds and then if there's anything really at stake mm. in the league, uh, uh, getting out, getting out of it, but losing might not be a disaster. But no, we're not at that stage yet. I think in terms of United season, the biggest frustration for me is that Jared Lewington, who, by the way, yes, came yeah. on on Saturday and kept started making keeping their defenders honest in the, yeah. in, the, in the last half hour of the game. And we're all really looking forward to seeing him That's right. unleashed um, against somebody. Unfortunately, he's played for Tiverton Town in the yeah. trophy already this season, so he's cut tied, which is a, a real shame. But I think from the United fans who go, uh, and good luck to them, I... I I'm given to believe that United would have reduced the prices more than they actually have, yeah. but you have to get the agreement of both clubs in these circumstances. And surprise, surprise, if it's a draw on Saturday, uh, Aldershot have opted for the replay rather than having extra time and penalties yeah. to play more. Um, but uh, so, you know, good luck to everybody who, who, who goes. If you do go, then I think the bonus will be seeing one or two more younger players, yeah. uh, whether United will have been able to get anybody else in by Saturday remains to be seen. But it will almost certainly be a chance for, away from the pressures of the league, yeah. for uh, um, one or two players who perhaps haven't had mm. a huge amount of game time. I mean, a lot of it will be <laughs> dictated, here we go again, by who's still standing yeah. when he comes to pick the, when Gary Johnson comes to pick the team. But um, but these it, afternoons can end up being quite entertaining, yeah. even though it, they don't promise a lot yeah. beforehand. It's Aldershot. It's always entertaining against Aldershot. Yep. Really, you know, it, it's almost, well, it was a couple of seasons ago. It was our local derby a couple of seasons ago. <laughs> um, getting on for it. Yeah. It's the cup. Um, I think as well, Aldershot, when they came to play more early in the season, August, United beat them fairly comfortably mm. 2-0. And you looked at Aldershot and thought, oh dear, this could be a bit of a long season. Well, all credit to Danny Searle, the relatively new manager yeah. there. Um, they've been in the bottom four for most of the season, but they've clambered their way out of it in the last few weeks, got one or two results. Um, so they've got a young lad in, mid in midfield, Alfie Whittingham, Guy Whittingham's son, who used to play yeah. up front for Portsmouth. Um, United fans may remember him. He played against United for Hungerford Town, I think it was, last season. I remember putting his name in a report somewhere. Absolutely yeah. promising yeah. young player. He's been doing very well for them. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it should be a... Uh, I think quite a lot of... Clubs actually look forward to this little break from yeah. the pressures of the league. You know, whether you're down the bottom or up the top or in United situation where you badly need a result. Yeah, and um, even though it isn't a league game, a win would do Torquay a power of good. Absolutely, wouldn't it? absolutely, it so, would. Um, three o'clock uh, kickoff, just to give, put a smile on people yeah. in the back on, on or or to, to wipe the frowns off. You know, yeah. that, that's that's the thing, and the frowns are there for good reasons. People are not itching to have a go or get mm. stuck in they're just it's the normal worries and frustrations that come when things aren't quite going well uh, and, you know as, as, as everybody wants them to and then you go into a huge christmas and new year with some big, chesterfield big at home the following yeah. saturday yeah. 
and then we're straight then into it's Yeovil, Yeovil, then it's Woking, Woking, then it's Yeovil. Yeah. Um, and mm. tickets for the games at Hewish Park on Boxing Day are now on sale. Yeah. Um, Is uh, that the, one where you think everybody needs to get themselves I, a ticket? I think in both cases, at Playmore and at Hewish Park, the away accommodation, I think both clubs are reasonably confident they've got enough for yeah. the travelling support. Um, Playmore can take about... Between thousand, getting off at fifteen hundred away if they absolutely need them, and the set and Yeovil can take a a few more. So I'm sure there will be many, many United fans going to Yeovil on Boxing Day, especially if they can get a win or two in the next couple of matches and and you know get themselves moving back up the table again. Um, But it's not all ticket at the moment. There's no Mm. all ticket arrangements. And um, but I think it's just for people who, for instance, want to make sure they've got a seat if they want to buy seats, yeah, and just to take the pressure off having to queue up on the day to yeah. pay to get in. Um, it, it's uh, it's takes that worry away, it does indeed. Well, thanks very much for listening. It's a confusing uh podcast this week because you're listening to this on Thursday as normal, we're recording it yesterday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ben Winter, by the way, today 22, 22 today. Yeah. Um, and we don't have Gary Johnson's press conference. Quick thought occurs to me about Rennie Howe. Did Aaron Downs play in the same side as, as Rennie me, Howe? I'm 99% he done, sure he, 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 yeah. he, he, he would have done. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Just, just come from the back of my mind. Next week will be our pre-Christmas podcast, which means there will be quiz ball oh, next week. Yes. We will have a bit of fun with a quiz next week um, because yeah, it's come up ever so quickly, hasn't it? It'll be the pre-Christmas podcast. Wow. Santa suits at the ready, mince pies, mulled wine, quiz ball. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Thank you very much for listening. Talkie kick-off uh, against Aldershot, 3 o'clock on Saturday. I won't be there, but David will be. And uh, do come and have a chat if there's anything you want to talk about on the podcast. And as ever, come on, you yellows. yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talkie United, Yellow Army podcast. Recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.